turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Welcome to Lift Up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. We are here every weekday at this time to share the good news of Jesus and to lift up His name to this city. No matter if you are listening right now from your car or at home or in your place of work, we believe that today's sermon from Pastor Dudley will be a blessing to everyone. So if you can, get out your Bibles and let's join Pastor Dudley right now with his message. Today, I want to talk to you on this subject, the daughter. Everybody say the daughter. I want to talk to you about a a lady and her little basket, okay? And what we're talking about, we're looking at the Bible at people, just little people that you would never know just looking at them, but God used them to have incredible influence in the world, even in the world today. And uh, we're going to look at one of those amazing stories, but our theme this year is I love LA. And whenever you see that in our publication or promotion, you always see quotation marks, like it's a quote. And what we, what we want is for you to imagine God saying those words. God saying, I love LA. Because God does love LA. Jesus loves LA. The Holy Spirit loves LA. And we as the church should love this city. Amen? So throughout this year, I don't know if you've noticed, we're setting aside certain weekends to highlight specific ways, specific ways that we as a church can love this city and make a difference in this city. Someone say amen. amen. So this weekend, we want to highlight children who need to be adopted, orphans who need to be cared for, uh, babies who need to be rescued. For those in the foster care system and the underprivileged who live here in Los Angeles who need to be loved. And there are many ways that you can be involved, which I will explain as we go through this, but in your notes, in your sermon notes, I want you to write this down. There's 140 million orphans around the world. It's hard to get our arms around that number. In the United States of America, there are close to 400,000 orphans. It's hard for us to get our arms around that. But here in Los Angeles, there are 30,000 children in the foster care system. I don't know about you, but I think we can start to get our hands around that a little bit. Each and every one of those 30,000 children deserve our best effort and support. One, I want you to see these two verses, verse, chapter 1, verse 4. He, God, the Bible says, chose us in Him before the what? I want you to think about this. Before God ever created this world, 
He knew that you would be here and he knew that I would be here. And he chose us before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. Verse 5 says that in love, God predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and his will. If I had asked you before you walked in here, were you adopted as a child? Most of you would have said no. But after reading verse 5, where it says that God in love predestined us to be adopted as his sons, all of us would raise our hands that are in Jesus Christ, being thankful that God has added us or adopted us into his family. Number one in your notes, and this is the first point, we who belong to Christ, those of us that are saved, if you're here today and you believe in Jesus, we are the rescued, adopted children of God. That is an amazing thought, that every one of us have been adopted by God. None of us are naturally born of God. All of us are adopted. All of us have been rescued. Now, my second point is the church, and in case you don't know who the church is, that's you. I just want to make that clear, that, that the church is, I want you to circle the word is, just circle it, that the church is God's plan. That is God's plan to rescue the 140 million orphans around the world. God wants the rescued to become the rescuers. He wants the adopted to become the adopters. Over and over again, God tells us in his word that we as Christians are to care for the orphans. That is God's plan. That is God's strategy. My third point, which is the most important point of this message, is that the one helpless child that you rescue might end up being the one that God uses to save the entire nation. You don't know that the one child you help reach, help rescue, becomes the savior of the entire nation. I want to read to you Exodus chapter 2. There was a man of the house of Levi married to a Levite woman. And verse 2 says she became pregnant and she gave birth to a boy or girl. She gave birth to a son. Now, we know her name is Jochebed. Everybody say Jochebed. We know that's the name of the mother from another t- passage in the Bible. So when Jochebed saw that this child, this son, was a fine, the Bible says he was a fine child. In the Hebrew, it's the word tov. And so she, she saw that he was tov, and she, she hid him for three months. When she could not hide him any longer... She got a papyrus basket for him and coated it with tar and pitch. And she placed the child in it and put it among the reeds along the bank of the Nile. And his sister, now we know from another text that this boy's sister's name was Miriam. The sister stood at a distance to see what would happen to him. Verse 5, Pharaoh's daughter went down to the Nile to bathe. And her attendants were walking along the river bank, and she saw the basket among the reeds. And she sent her slave girl to go get it. 
And the girl, verse 6, she opened up the basket and she saw the baby and, and uh, he was crying and she felt sorry for him. So she looked into that basket and she saw that it was a boy. She saw that it was a Hebrew baby. And so verse 7, then his sister asked Pharaoh's daughter, shall I go and get one of the Hebrew women to nurse the baby for you? Yes, go, she answered. And the girl went and got the baby's mother. She went and got Jochebed. Verse 9 says that Pharaoh's daughter said to her, take this baby and nurse him for me and I will pay you. Ladies, how would you like to get paid to nurse your own child? (laughs) And verse 10 says, when the child grew older, she took him to Pharaoh's daughter and he became her son and she named him Moses, saying, I drew him out of the water. Now, Moses, if you don't know the story, in Exodus chapter 12, becomes the deliverer of the nation of Israel. When he is 80 years old, he leads close to 2 million Hebrews out of Egypt, out of slavery. He who was delivered becomes the deliverer. He who was rescued becomes the rescuer. So the moral of the story is quite obvious. These women, these Hebrew midwives who refused to kill the male babies, and Jochebed, Moses' mother, and Miriam, Moses' sister, and even Pharaoh's daughter, all of them defy the king's edict to rescue one baby, one child, And that one child, 80 years later, as a senior citizen, (laughs) becomes the one that God uses to set free, after 400 years of slavery, the nation of Israel. And just in case you don't know this, Jesus placed a high value on children and protecting them. These are his words, not mine. Jesus said, whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Jesus said, and whatever, whoever welcomes a little child like this in my name welcomes me. And Jesus said, if anyone, I I don't care who you are, if anyone causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, why, why, it would be better for him to have a large millstone hung around his neck and to be drowned into the depths of the sea. Oh, Jesus and God placed incredible value on the lives of children and no person, I'll say no person, no man, no woman, no king, no president, no pastor, no doctor, no coach, no teacher, no person ever has the right to hurt a child. (laughs) To mislead a child, to abuse a child, or to take the life of a child. And when I think myself of the 50 million babies who have been aborted in this country since 1973. There's a couple of thoughts I have. One is how the heart of God must grieve. Uh, Your heart, my heart, think about the heart of God. 
how the heart of God must grieve. The second thought I have is I wonder how many of those babies that were aborted would have been the next Moses, would have been the next Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., would have been the next Abraham Lincoln, would have been the next Billy Graham, would have been the next evangelist, the next preacher, the next missionary, the next doctor, the next president, the next rescuer, the next deliverer, the next difference maker in this country. I would not be a good shepherd if I did not mention that we as a church, both men and women, should always stand for life. We should protect life. We should defend life, especially the life of the unborn. All I can say uh, is if we do not fight for, the, for them, that one day we will answer to God. Some of you are confused. You think this is a political issue. Some of you think it's a personal issue. It's a biblical issue. The Bible says in Matthew 8, these are Jesus' words. He said, see, see to it, see to it that you do not, you know, there's a lot of things, but make sure of this. Make sure you never look down on one of these little ones because I tell you, this is Jesus, I tell you that there, T-H-E-I-R, there, those children, they're angels. Every child has an angel. And it says, Jesus said that their angel in heaven always sees the face of my father in heaven. And what that means to me is that every child, whether that child is in a room or in a womb, that that child has an angel that has been assigned to it to report to God everything that happens in that child's life. So when we talk about adoption or we talk about foster care or we talk about crisis pregnancy centers, or we talk about children, or we talk about babies, especially when we talk about grandbabies. <laughs> Let's remember that the life of that child that is saved, the baby that is rescued, the child that is cared for may one day be the child. Might be 80 years from now when we're all dead and gone. But God uses that child to help deliver a nation or many nations. Friday night, I was at home in bed, and I was just going over these notes. And whenever I talk about this stuff, let, let me tell you, my heart breaks for those who've walked down that road and who've ever aborted a child, performed an abortion, paid for an abortion. And we have many, we have many women who've walked down that road, and um, we actually have a ministry here at our church called the Throne of Grace. That's the name of it. Because we as a church just want to offer grace to all people, regardless of anything you've ever done in your life, we want you to know that there's grace for you and that God, God has a plan for your life and that God loves you. I just wrote down a few things for anyone here who's grieving, because when you go on for an abortion, they don't tell you about the trauma that you're going to experience afterwards. And we know from talking to many, many people that have gone through that, the trauma and the emotion that happens afterwards. And so I just wrote some things down on a sheet of paper. And one is that this, this is the first thing, uh, that, and, and God just wants you to know this, God, God knows you're grieving. And, and uh, you do not grieve alone because not only do you grieve, but God's heart grieves. He just wants you to know that you're, you're not grieving alone. And God wants you to know 
that if you bring, if you come to him, you just come to God, and, and, and you, you come to God and you tell him what you're feeling and you, you tell him that you're sorry, God, God will remove that pain from your heart. Now, he will, not, he will not remove the memory. God's not going to remove your memory of that. But he'll remove the pain of it. Because God doesn't want any of us to live our lives grieving over something that's happened in our past. There's a season for that. But God doesn't want any of us to live under the burden of our past mistakes. He came to set us free. Can someone say amen? amen. And so if you, just, if you just come to God and lay, I don't care what the burden is, just lay it down at the feet of the cross. He'll remove that pain. You do not have to live every day being sorrowful. The second thing that you need to know is that your baby is in heaven. That child is in heaven today. My daughter, who gave me my one and only grandson, got pregnant. I told you this a couple months ago. She got pregnant with twins, and she lost both of those, those children. And we grieved over that. But I'm going to see those two children in heaven one day. Yeah, think about this. The Bible says that before, before the seed ever hit the egg, before you were conceived, the Bible says before you were conceived that God knew who you were. And so your child is in heaven. And the third thing I want you to know is it's okay to give your child a name. You can give your child a name. I don't care if it was 10 years ago or 20 years ago or 30 years ago. You can today go ahead and give your child a name. Because when you get up into heaven, you're going to be with that child forever. And uh, God has already given that child the name that you're thinking of. You say, well, how, do, how can God do that? Because God knows everything. God knows the name before you choose the name, what the name's going to be. And he's already named that child, given that child that name. You say, what if I change my mind? God knew that you were going to change your mind. (laughs) And the other thing I want you to know, this is important. Your child has already forgiven you. That child is not upset with you. You're down here grieving, but that child is not grieving. That child is just happy to be in heaven. There's no one in heaven holding a grudge for people down here on earth. If you get there, it'll be the greatest thing that ever happened to you. So your baby is in heaven. You'll be reunited with that child. You're going to live forever with that child. And so what happened here on this earth, remember, eternity's forever. What happened here, it's over. But heaven will be there, will be reunited. I'm going to get to see those two grandbabies of mine. And uh, you can go ahead and name them. Those children do not hold any ill will against you. They've already forgiven you. Which leads me to the last point on this thing, and that is that you need to go on with your life and, and, and learn from your past and help others to not make the same mistake that you made. That's the point. Get involved. Get involved. Supporting. 
uh, women in crisis. That's what we should be doing as a church. We should all be helping women and men who find themselves in a, cri- in a, a crisis pregnancy and, and volunteer, get plugged into the foster care system, and uh, just, just be a part of that support system. Which leads me to my last point. You can be a part of God's plan to rescue orphans. You. Everybody say you. You can be a part of God's plan to rescue the orphans. John 15, 13 says, There's no greater love than this than one who lays down his life for a friend. And so I'm going to give you this real quick. Number one, I have what's called the I Love LA Backpack. Write down. Everybody say backpack. And write that down. We've been asking you to bring a backpack and put a $20 gift card inside that backpack. And uh, from Target or a Visa card or something like that. And the reason, we're looking for a thousand. So you could be one of a thousand. If we get two thousand, that's twice as many. But we have a ministry here at the church uh, called Raised of Light. And uh, they're going to take those backpacks. And the reason they're going to get the the gift card, they're going to take the gift cards and they are going to purchase the supplies that go into the backpack. And it will be age appropriate. Because we want to give those backpacks to some underprivileged kids as they begin school next year. So they're going to take those gift cards and the backpacks, and they will fill that backpack with supplies. Amen? Amen. Number two, visit and volunteer at one of the foster care agencies. Number three on your list, consider adopting. It's tough. It's never easy. And kids are not cheap. Amen? Amen? I mean, if someone just gives you a kid. It's expensive. Someone say amen. Amen. But you could make a difference in that child's life. And number four, just pray. That's just all we're asking you is pray. What God would have you to do, where God would lead you to support financially, or just pray. Pray for children. Pray for babies who need to be adopted. Pray for parents who are looking to adopt, that God puts the right child with the right parent. Pray for all the kids in the foster care system. Pray for all the people that are currently involved in the foster care system. Pray if God would have you to adopt. Pray if God, how he would have you be involved. But all of us can do something. Amen. It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every day. We exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. If Pastor Dudley's message has been a blessing to you, we would like to encourage you to consider joining in partnership with us so we can continue to be here every day to bless others with this important ministry. Your gifts, whether large or small, are greatly appreciated and go directly to help keep us on the air. You can find out more about supporting us by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. 4777. We have operators standing by and ready to take your call. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. If you're like me, you've discovered there are some books in the Bible that are not always easy to navigate through. Like for instance, the book of Proverbs. Proverbs contains 31 chapters and can be very daunting to go through if you are looking for a specific topic. That's why Pastor Dudley has created the perfect resource to help you with the book of Proverbs. It's called Proverbs in a Haystack, 
and it is our special offer for everyone listening today. Proverbs in a Haystack removes the challenge of searching through the book of Proverbs. It has over 2,000 topics that easily cross-reference to the exact chapter and verse you are looking for. This invaluable resource can be yours right now for a gift of any size to the Lift Up Jesus radio ministry. You can receive your copy of Proverbs in a Haystack by calling us at 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. You can also order this book directly from our website, liftupjesus.com. That address again is liftupjesus.com. We know you will be blessed by this unique resource created exclusively by Pastor Dudley. So be sure to call right now and ask for your copy of Proverbs in a Haystack today. I'm Kyle Welch, inviting you to join us tomorrow at this same time as we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley.